from GP Brand to Tommy B Broadcasting live on your frequency Giving you updates on these Georgia streets These are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news, the conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3 RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Ran and Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? It is GP3 Round 100. We are at the 100 mark, man, and um, big thanks to everybody who has, God, been with us. I don't know if we still have anybody who's been with us since round one, but uh, if you have been with us since round one, we greatly appreciate it. Um, Shout out to my man, the one and only, Ran. What's going on? Nothing much, man. What's happening? I'm good, man. Hey, uh, congratulations to you, man. You made it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah we made it man we made it yeah i mean uh who did i i, I use that word i play around with it but you know who'd have thought you know who'd have thunk it man um you know when we first started this thing a couple of years ago but um you know just um i'll leave it at that man i'll leave it at that hey ran why don't you let everybody know man why we're called gp3 okay we're, we're gp3 because the three of us come from the Grove Park community, thus the G and the P, Grove Park community here in Atlanta, Georgia. We went to elementary school together. I'm Rand. I lived on South Elizabeth Place, and uh, our third member, uh, an emeriti, Tut, he lived on uh, Charlotte Place. Yep, that's correct. And uh, Tommy B, I was on North Avenue. So we, you know, all came from that community. Of course, you know, went our separate ways a few times, uh, but uh, somehow made our way back to do this podcast. Uh, so uh, it, it's an honor doing a podcast uh, with these, with, you know, initially with three now, you know, with uh, Rand, who's a wealth of knowledge, who balances everything out. And uh, you got any shout outs, man? Yeah, man, I got a couple shout outs, man. Um, um, let's see who we got. Uh, today is uh, Patrick Ewan's birthday. Wow. Yeah, so he was powerhouse, yeah. powerhouse yeah, force, you know, in the uh, in the yeah. centers. I mean, we had, I guess you could say we had. Uh, that was like the era, maybe, when centers were still strong, and he was he was one of them. So yeah, yeah, you know, he he literally um, helped the Big East uh, yep. basketball league, and um, they were uh, really uh, they were the pub Georgetown at the time was like the public enemy of college basketball for yeah, us. They time. were Black America's team. With, uh, what, what's his name? What's the coach? The coach, uh, John, John, John Thompson. John Thompson. Yep. Yeah. So they, uh, and all, unfortunately for Patrick, uh, his career also catapulted a guy by the name of Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Because um, <laughs> Michael hit a, hit a, hit the game winning shot yeah. in North Carolina's first championship um, in the Georgetown um, uh, UNC National Championship in 1982 in New Orleans. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know what? You remember. Um, 
you know, Ewing, he never won a ring, did he? No, he never won a ring. He uh, he went to the finals one time. They lost in 1994 to uh, Akeem Olajuwon, mm. the Dream, and his team okay. down in Houston. And I, I do remember he was on the Dream team, uh, the, the USA Olympic team, and uh, he did Space Jam for you for you younger folks. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You know, he was saying in... uh, most recently when he's recruiting kids, uh, that's all they know him for is being on Space Jam, <laughs> being in the movie. They wow. don't know he was he was rated one of the top fifty players of all time. Yeah, wow. What else you got, man? Um, I want to give a shout out to my cousin Forrest Tuff. Uh, he's having a um a seminar this this upcoming week on Thursday at Norcross Community Center on uh, the Georgia Film Industry. You know what you should know. Uh, he's a he's he's very uh, networked and, and connected in the, in the independent film community, and he's been doing a couple of seminars. Uh, for people who are interested in getting into the film industry here in Georgia, would you make sure we? Uh, I get that for the um, for the podcast page. Sure, sure, yeah. I will give you that. Yeah, send me that info, uh, man. I want to make sure we post that. That's excellent. Shout out, big big shout out to him, man. The uh, you know Georgia, as you know, is Georgia like number one in terms of movies being made? It's. I would say, man, it's probably in the top three. I you know I think it. I think that the the rankings kind of uh, vacillate, move around some. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but Georgia's definitely in the top three when you consider uh, it with uh, California. Um, and I think either New York or, or what's the, not New York, but North Carolina and Louisiana, they're doing a lot, too. It, uh, it's with- it's interesting because a good friend of mine called me uh, a week ago and, uh, you know, they're filming The Lion King here. They're doing part right. of the movie here, the, the live action Disney movie. And um, who you know the kid? I, if you saw the Grammys with uh, Childish Gambino, because he's in the movie. Yeah, that but kid. Yeah, that, that kid was in town filming, uh, doing some um, actually doing some parts for the movie. Um, so it, it's amazing the the caliber of folks who are in Georgia all the time. It's amazing that that uh, they spend so much time here. I mean, let's be honest, man. Black Panther was filmed here. Yep. Yeah. Right, and you know, interestingly enough, right around the corner, uh, that big waterfall scene was like right around the corner from my house, not far, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, want to give a shout out to uh, Xavier University, of Louisiana. They are they are right now um, planning to help advance the sainthood causes for five African American Catholics, because uh, you know they're not there's not one um, African American black saint mm. in the Catholic Church. Wow. Okay. Um, another shout out to a bipartisan group of senators, actually 44 of them, uh, have agreed to nominate the Hidden Figure Trailblazers for a congressional con- uh, gold medal. Wow. Okay. Uh, also, too, I'd be remiss without mentioning the passing of a, a great leader, great activist, a guy I've met several times, uh, Congressman Ron Dellums out of the Oakland Bay Area. Wow. He was the, he was the first guy to really lead the fight uh, against the anti-apartheid movement. Mm. So he passed uh, last week. Uh, LeBron James can't say enough what he's doing. Uh, I know we'll talk more about that. The NFL Hall of Fame class mm. got your gold jackets. And I want to give a shout out to um to an alumnus. He's a, little, a couple years younger than me. He went to went to we went to the same university. Brother by the name of Toure just saw him uh, annihilate this this brother on TV about uh, Colin Kaepernick. Wow. Okay, yeah. I think it was it on MSNBC. 
Yeah, oh, Joy yeah. Reid show. Yeah, wow. I want to give him give him a shout out because um, uh, you know some of these young brothers I see on TV, man, these millennial types who got the Ivy League education. Uh, most of them, most of them are Northeasterners. Uh, they have not dealt with the issues that a lot of black folks dealt with because they live in that little bubble, yeah. you know, like the Paris Denards and that type of stuff. And, um, you know, I'm glad that uh, Turi uh, shot this brother down. So good. Uh, good. Yeah. He's a regular on her, sh- her show too. And, um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad, um, you know, I, I definitely, I saw the end of it because it's right before we start our show. But, um, I was, I was reading the captions and even in the captions, he was, he was slaying it. I didn't hear it, but yeah, right. It, it was yeah, hard. So that's all I got, man. Good, man. Good, good. Um, you know, I, I, I just again, I, I, I did my shout outs, man, for folks who've really had the opportunity or or been with us since day one. Uh, if you've been with us, you know, all I ask, I mean, shoot us a note. Um, it's the 100th episode. We'd love to, you know, get your feedback. Some some folks call me. Some folks text me. I uh, love to. You know, have uh, go on our podcast page on. I think you can do it on either Google, uh, TuneIn. You can do it on uh, iTunes and leave leave a um, you know leave a review. Uh, we I definitely appreciate all the folks who who've already left a review. Uh, but it's real important that we get the reviews, man. Especially five star. Uh, we've we've uh, been able to sustain the five star reviews, so uh, we really appreciate that. But the more we get, the better. And, uh, you know, we're always trying to make the show better. So whatever feedback you have about potential guests or if you'd like to be a guest, uh, you know, just definitely reach out to us. And, you know, that's what we're here for, you know, um, definitely to make sure that we we um, clarify and I don't know if we purify. <laughs> There's some things that need to be purified. But definitely, you know, I think one of the one of the big things I love about podcasting is that uh, it's a voice. It's another voice to balance Maybe what's going on with the news, which I want to get to later, um, as well as what's coming out of uh, government and and in some cases out of our community. It just gives a different perspectives. So, okay, Hey, man, I want to move on to this Don Lemon LeBron uh, 45 tweet. Um, and, and I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to go into it, Rand. I, I just want to start, man. Give me your thoughts on, on this. And, and, and let me let me tell you something. And I'll say this. If you want me to go first, I'll gladly go do first. it. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of giving exposure to these tweets coming from 45's personal account. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, in, in a lot of cases, I know the media has to report on it. But uh, in some cases, I think, you know, it's best that we ignore a lot of what's coming out of there because actually it does no good. Um, All it does is incite. Um, And and the reason I say that, I mean, but but this is one of those tweets where I've seen more people who have never commented on a Trump tweet step up. Um, And um, and that's why, you know, there's certain tweets I think we have to. And there's there's just a lot of tweets that don't really command any attention whatsoever. Um, this was disturbing for on a lot of level, a, a few levels, man. One of the things being, you know, the way he's always been on Lemon, um, you know, because, you know, quite frankly, Lemon is, she, I, I think he's very truthful in his reporting. Um, you know, if anything, you still watch, I know, I know you, you don't necessarily watch uh, CNN as much, 
Uh, I, I, I go back and forth. But one thing I will say, um, they always try to offer an opposing view, uh, which irritates me because sometimes the opposing view makes no sense. But I think, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I've never discounted Don Lemon for his intelligence. He's an intelligent brother, um, as is LeBron James. And we'll get into what he's done with those schools. But to call somebody dumb out of the White House, in my opinion, uh, we just continue to lower the bar more and more for the, for the office, regardless of, quote unquote, it being a personal opinion. It just lowered the bar for the office even more, the words. And, you know, again, man, if you have kids, uh, you know kids, uh, if you understand how something like this will impact future generations, that's my biggest concern. Because we grew up, we didn't grow up in, in, in the era of social media, um, but we can still remember the Nixon, the end of the Nixon era. And how contentious we were kids. We were babes in the woods, but we can remember the contentiousness and how hostile it was just hearing our parents talk about it. And you remembered that, you know, in, in, in going to Carter uh, on to um, Reagan and so on. And I, that's my biggest concern, man. What are we what are we doing for the kids? What are we leaving in, in the minds of, of, of kids who are impressionable? It's almost like teaching racism. Um, and, and I'll throw it to you from there. That, those, those are just my thoughts on, on the whole LeBron tweet, because LeBron did a big thing. He did a huge thing this week and we'll get into it. But, but the thing LeBron did this week, in my opinion, there's no question when people ask who's the greatest player, just this thing he did this week alone, along with his playing, puts him at the top. And I'll leave it at that. I mean, that's controversial. But, you know, that's the kind of thing that elevates you beyond being a basketball player. And I'll throw it to you, Rand. Well, I agree with you, man. I, you know, I think there's always going to be a debate about uh, LeBron and basketball and stuff. But, uh, but in terms of elevating himself as a, as a human being, mm. as a person, mm -hmm. uh, I do agree with you. I mean, um, he's doing things that um, non-athletes and athletes are not doing. Yeah. So. Uh, I give him credit. He's a guy who who really understands what paying it forward means. In terms of this tweet, man, you, you know this is pure distraction. Uh, you, you got a you got an insecure motherfucker sitting in the White House. Uh, he's trying to do anything he possibly can uh, to throw the the scent off the hounds. But the problem is, public and the legal system are two different worlds. Mm -hmm. um, and so, Bob Mueller and his team. They are utilizing the tweets in a very strategic way, his communications, but they are sticking. They are sticking to what they're doing, and that's what is getting. That's why this guy's nervous, and you're seeing a desperate guy right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's classic bullying. I'm gonna pick on somebody who I know I can, who I know I can take advantage of. Hmm. So black athletes, black men, uh, people of color are easy targets, and it gets my base. It gets my base red hot. Get them going because I'm throwing raw meat at this. I'm throwing raw meat. So, you know, I I, I agree with everything you said. I, I, I think we're, we're right now we're, we're teaching racism. Basically, what you're seeing is from the president is uh, KKK 101. Um, mm. You know, uh, you know, alt right racism. This is how you do it. 
you know, and, and, and unfortunately, you're seeing some of these younger politicians pick it up. You're, you're seeing even in some of these primary races right now that um, that mode of, of campaigning, that mode of communication now is kind of becoming a winning formula. But what's going to happen is at the end of the day, you and I know this, the band has to be paid. Yeah. Yeah. The price will be paid. <laughs> and the Republican Party right now. Yeah. Uh, is, the only ideology that, that that they have currently right now is power. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's all about power. Yeah. And as you know, everything has an expiration date on it. What did you think about um, Melania Trump's response? Oh man, you know, uh, my wife and I had a conversation about that. I, I, you know, was that was that planned? You never know. Mm-hmm. You know, was that somebody said, "Hey, we need for you." to cut the edge off what your guy's saying. Mm-hmm. And then what it does is for her, it makes her brand look better. Like a good cop, bad cop. Right. Some, some people right. are saying it's a it's a good cop, right. bad cop strategy. Yeah. Ex- ex- exactly. I mean, I, I one thing I can say, she's no Michelle Obama or even Laura Bush, but she has done better than I think people thought she was going to do in this role. Well, you know, the interesting thing, man, uh, on social media... Um, you, you had folks, of course, you know, the majority of folks are saying don't trust her, blah, blah, blah. But somebody posted and, 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 and it's easy to forget in everything that's happened. If you remember the birther movement, um, mm-hmm. when she was on with Joy Behar, uh, when Joy had a show on HLN and it's on YouTube, you can, you can look it up on YouTube where, you know, she was an adamant believer in the whole birther movement against President Obama. I mean, she was she was out there. It's a one-on-one interview where she, you know, basically questioned uh, the legitimacy of, of Barack Obama as a U.S. citizen. And, and, you know, of course, Joy's a comedian, so she threw some barbs in there about, well, what about yours? And, you know, say, so it, it, it's interesting, um, you know, that that still gets tossed around in this new argument when people are saying, you know, she's a wolf in, in, in sheep's clothing in this in this uh, debate. Um, I, I just think, man, um, I agree with the Be Best initiative. I think we have to let kids know um, that, especially on social media, man, and, and you have, uh, your kids are older, um, you know, for young, for people with younger kids, growing up in the social media environment, you don't know, you know, you, when we, you know, our kids and I still have a younger one, but they don't remember our kids, the older kids, we kind of knew when they were getting bullied. Do you, you, you know what I'm saying? You know, it, it was seen in the hallways. Uh, it was seen in the classroom. It was seen by their peers. Now people, kids are being bullied online and nobody knows about it. And it takes a psychological toll. So I do believe in the initiative. I just don't know if she's the right person to carry the initiative. And especially when she's got a husband who's guilty of uh, violating the initiative every day. Right. You know, I think that right now that that marriage is so destroyed. I think right now she might be just going out on her own. I'm just going to say what I want to say. But you know what, what would be interesting, Rand? If she's the one who takes him down, you know, um, in yeah. You know, because I, I doubt that would ever happen. Um, but it, it would be interesting if if it ever came to that. Um, yeah. Well, you know, he he's notorious for his uh, 
his prenups and all this other stuff. So, um, and her past is kind of shady too. So I, I don't <laughs> think she, you would ever really see her do that. Yeah. Because she has too much at stake with her and her parents. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I did see the, the, the thing with the daughter Ivanka and she's just a pure waste of, of, oh, yeah. of, of for women, man. I mean, you know, she is, she is so in, in the pocket, man. She is so, um, um, out of it, man. You know, that for her to, to sit here and say that this, that the, the, what's happening over in, in the, the border was a, was a low point. Give me a break. Yeah. Do something. If it's such a low point, do something. You're a mother. Go down there and visit the people on the border. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it turns out, man. I, I just don't think, you know, um, there are just certain people who just weren't raised to be activists. Um, you know, when you when you not a silver spoon, but a platinum and gold spoon in your mouth every day, you know, why risk it? You know, um, not that's not an excuse. It's just, you know, that's the way I view it. I have no expectation. Well, I have, they're, I have they're no expectation. They're afraid of him. They, I think the kids are afraid of him. That trust fund, dude. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that trust fund looming, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a, you know, but we'll see. Is it worth putting on the line for your country? Yeah. All right. And, and, and of course, Michael Jordan came out in support of uh, LeBron James, which I thought was a good move. Because um, Le- Michael never ste- never really steps into controversy, nor has he ever, um, you know. And but at least you know he he did say something about LeBron James doing something for the community. He called him "I support LJ." Uh, okay. All right, man. You got anything else on that? Nah, man. Hey, um, I want to get to your favorite part of the week: the pastors at the White House. Um, and, you know, let me, let me start by saying, Rand, I, 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 at one point I was ready to just throw him under the bus. And I don't want to do that. Here, here's what I'm going to do. Um, do you remember the faith-based initiative back in, uh, God, was it George Bush? Bush yeah. Bush 2. It happened right around um, the second, when, when he was running against Kerry. Um, it was for the second term. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is I want people to think of that because I, I think this is all strategic and uh, it's it's in line with that whole faith based initiative to go after blacks in the church. Um, if you remember, um, and, and this was these guys were involved. I remember Jake's T.D. Jake's uh, was involved. Um, uh, the late uh, Bishop Eddie Long. Creflo may have been somewhat involved in terms of the initiative, but basically they made funds available to attack certain certain ills within the country or within the nation. And uh, the money was granted. In addition to that, in addition to that, they, they, they got favorable. Uh, they got some favorable tax things passed for them. Correct. Correct. Um, and it, it was uh, basically the, the whole thing was focused on the evangelical Christian movement. Which included a lot of the charis, you know, charismatic black pastor, pastors involved. Um, the way I look at it, it, this thing is like a, and, and people have compared it to a morality firewall, um, where he already has it with a lot of uh, the evangelical pastors who've already kind of turned their back on some of the things or or ignored 
some of the past things he's done, but this is to bolster that firewall even more. And, and again, maybe geared toward black voters. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw the, the well, I'm, the Daryl Scott comment, what do you expect? I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's really an issue because what else would you expect him to say? Uh, you know, he, he's been saying that since day one. Uh, but what were your thoughts when you when you heard about it, when you saw it? And, and um, I thought about Samuel Jackson character in Django, man. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest, man. I know you say you're not going to throw him on the bus. I think these motherfuckers are the biggest pimps out there in the world, man. OK. Yeah. They're business. They're hiding behind religion. But these guys, these guys are business guys. Yeah. That's all it is, man. This yeah. is a money grab, money and power grab, man. Yeah. And they don't and, give a, they don't give a rat's ass about what's going on in these communities, man. Yeah. All they want to make sure is that the donations are, are coming in. Yeah. And and see, that's why when you look at somebody like a LeBron James who has stepped up and probably if you look at what LeBron has done, you probably could compare it to anybody sitting in that room combined. And LeBron has probably done more in this initiative than they have combined for their communities. Would you say? Oh, I would say, yeah, man. I, I'd say which what you're seeing is you're seeing a lot of not a, a lot of new leaders from different communities, different ways of life, different uh, professions, et cetera, uh, uh, taking a step up. Well, these guys right here have always had the mantle of being the, the, the moral compass of their communities. They're not doing it. Yeah. Because well, right now, it's too much money is at stake. Yeah. Too much money is at stake, man. And there and was some disappointment. It, there was some disappointment. A lot of these pastors, when they went home, they heard it uh, from people because I don't think they rallied or or connected with their flock to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do, which I think would have been the smart thing to do. Um, you know, we had a couple of folks on the list from Atlanta, um, Bishop Dale Bronner and um, let's see, Elvita King, which she's always been pretty conservative. Um, you know, but there's a list. Uh, John Gray. Uh, from a relentless uh, church, he uh, has a big um, reality. He's on a reality show, I think, on on the OWN network. He took a lot of flack, um, of course, and you know, of course, Paula White has has always been involved in this, and and, and several others, and of course, Daryl Scott, and so on and so forth, and Marvin Winans, uh, Marvin Winans Jr. So, so let me tell you what's gonna happen, man. Okay. Same thing happened to HBCU presidents. All the HBCU presidents flocked up there. Had this big photo op, so Trump had all his all all his little minstrels in the room with him, looking great. Mm -hmm. Then what did he do? Two months later, he's talking about uh, constitutionally HBCUs may not be uh, may be violating some some constitutional thing. Mm -hmm. He's gonna do the same thing with these cats right here, man. I, I, you know, I don't understand what, why they go. They're not gonna change this guy. This guy, they're just pausing this whole thing. Well, I, I don't even think Rand from from what I saw. And what I heard, and even when you look at the transcript, uh, this was no no different than a cabinet meeting, heaping praise. Um, nobody questioned. Uh, they had a Hispanic pastor in the room. Nobody. He didn't question uh, what was going on with the um, immigration issue at all. Um, well, why go? Yeah, that's I mean, that's my point. Why, why go? Yeah. yeah, and that's what uh, if you heard. Uh, I think the statement that sums it up the most was from Reverend Al. And, and Reverend Al, uh, Al Sharpton, had no issue with meeting. He said the issue with this situation is there was no agenda. 
in it set in advance that needed to be accomplished. Um, he said he would do a meeting or he, he has groups who are willing to do meetings, but they're never willing to sign off on accomplishing an agenda. Uh, it's always their agenda. You know? Well, these pastors right here are never on the forefront of what's happening in our community. Yeah, I've never heard they're of the names. Ne- most they're of them. never they're never out there marching. No, they're never out there calling on boycotts. Yeah, I can tell you this: when I I was at Coca Cola when they had the big uh, issue with African American employees. Mm-hmm. All right, it was a big a big layoffs, big lawsuit, everything. Yeah, there was an organization. It's still in the. It's called the Concerned Black Clergy. Oh God. Yeah, there we go. Okay. They were bought by Coke and they turned their backs on us. Mm. Mm. When employees of Coke were some of the parishioners at some of the churches where these guys were. Yeah. And Coke was buying these brothers off with $10,000 chicken dinner checks. Mm. Sponsoring some whatever gala they had. Mm. And so... These cats right here are all on the payrolls, man. All of them are sucking dick. That's what they are. They <laughs> sucking dick. Woo. Said it. Okay. All right. How you feel about it, man? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 nah, it, it, it does, but let me say this. What gets me upset about these cats is, man, yeah. these cats are making their living at the expense of the people of those churches. And, and I you don't know have what? a yeah. problem with a pastor making yeah. money. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. But they're making money at the expense of people who every week who are scraping up nickels and dimes mm-hmm. to support them. Yeah. And you know what, man? Let me let me uh, piggyback on what you just said. Um, I have no problem with pastors making money. A lot of pastors do a great job at separating their ministry and their gifts. For example, what I mean by that is they will, if they sing, they'll make albums. It's a separate entity. If they write, they'll do books. It's a separate, um, it's a separate ministry. But they, you know, the, the good pastors always find a way to separate the tithes and offerings from their livelihood. And the more gifted the pastor, the more successful, the more, uh, I, I guess you would say, um, in, in terms of what they receive and their standard of living, the better they live. But um, I agree. I mean, I think that's um, that's horrendous, man. When that's one of the biggest, in my opinion, sins that you can commit as you know a, as the body, when you have an opportunity to help your flock and you sell them down the river. That happens so much, man. I know we see it in movies, but you just you just came up with a real life example. And and you know, I I I just don't see, man, it it, it bothers me when you've got um, an organization or a church that's in the middle of a destitute community when everything around them's falling through and basically within that community they make the the, the biggest deposit on Monday in the banks. Um, you know, I, I think we, we have to make sure that these guys or these community, these these organizations are giving back. And, and there's there has to be probably a higher level. Not probably. There definitely has to be a level of higher accountability. So I'm with you, right. man. I share your passion. It's, I share it's your more passion. than prayers, man. It's yeah. more than prayers. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I, don't, I don't need you to. You, I, don't need, I can pray for myself. I don't need for you to pray for me. Yeah. I need some help. 
Yeah, put your money where your mouth is. But you know, I I do think there's a level of responsibility when when you take on these roles, and you know, I I just you know I think there there is a, it's like Dante's Inferno. There's just like that special level in hell for um, for those organizations that sell their people down the river like that. So agree. You got anything else on that, man? I know I'm already. I, I, I hate I hate to spoil your Sunday, man. I know I can hear it in your voice, <laughs> but I'm not even going to go down the list. I think I'll post the list. Uh, that's the other thing. Nobody really made the list, the entire list of who was in the room available in any of the stories. Did you know that? It's like yeah. a few here and there. And, and thank you, Millennial, because Millennial found the entire list. Can you see it on my screen? Because I'm sharing it. Yeah, I see it. I see it, man. Yeah. Millennial found the list. Um in his, uh, you know, of course, his invest, his journalistic investigation and pulled All up right. the, the entire list of every pastor who was involved. If y'all want the list, feel free to shoot me. You can go to um, the uh, you can hit me a DM or, or just shoot me a message on Instagram and I'll definitely make that available for you if you want to know. All right, man, uh, a couple of light things. Happy Obama Day this weekend. Um, it is. And you mentioned it, right? It's an official Day in in Illinois for President yeah. Obama, amazing. Yeah, happy fifty oh, seventh, wow. man. And uh, you know what? Um, we needed the celebration. <laughs> we needed the break. <laughs> oh yeah, we needed remembrance of 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 what it's like to have a a, a sane individual and intellectual in the White House. Uh, so happy fifty seventh. It was cool seeing a lot of the. Um, a lot of the different, um, how do you call it, um, the praise that was heaped upon him these last couple of days. Uh, it was it was good to see that. Deserve it. Deserve it. That's right. I agree with you. Um, anything else on that, man? I know you, you had a story or I don't know if you saw anything. Um, no, man, you know, uh, you know, the president this past week, you know, he endorsed over 80 some candidates across the country, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. That was uh, that was a phenomenal gesture on his part, man. You know that he's getting back into the fray, uh, but he's going to do it his way. Yeah, um, he's doing it smart. We're not going to get in no Twitter beef wars with this guy. No, no. Trump has that's Trump has that down pat. So let me let me start working on the stuff that really matters. Yeah, I and agree. And he said, and everything, y'all need to vote. You know, we, we can't say that enough. Yeah, and, and and you know what, I have I haven't agreed with every single thing. Um, but, but I do agree overall. Um, he, he is one of the best and, and will be, uh, because I'm not sure if we'll return to that. Um, I think, uh, the damage is irreparable. You know, I hope maybe one day, but I I just don't know if it'll return. You know, I think, uh, we might be in reality show mode for a couple of more terms, not with the same person, but a couple of different people. I just hope we can just well, go yeah, back to normal. I think we're heading that normalcy. way. Uh, we're looking at some of these Republican candidates. Yeah. At the at the congressional level, um, I think that I think we're heading in that direction. We're gonna have we're gonna have a a mixed bag probably for the next generation or two. Yeah, and I you know, whew, I mean you know we it has its spikes, but even um, you know when we get into the enemy of the people and the the attack on the press. Um, you know, that's that's open Pandora's box for years to come. Yeah. A couple of quick things, man, on, on the nerd tip. 
Um, Patrick Stewart, Stewart uh, is back. Um, they're doing a, a, they're putting him back in Star Trek uh, for uh, CBS's All Access. I hope that does not affect the African American female. I know who's doing Discovery right now, but we'll see how that works out. I think it's going to be two separate shows. Uh, Apple Man became the first trillion dollar company. Basically, on I know they did it all on the new all them lightning cords I've had to buy. They go bad every other week. Jeez, <laughs> that's just. But uh, Apple became the world's first trillion dollar public company. This is from Guardian, man. Um, that you know the trillion dollar market capitalization is forty two years after Apple was founded, um, and you know one hundred and seventeen years after U.S. Steel became the first company to be valued at a billion in 1901. But you know what it means, man? That Apple's stock market value is more than a third the size of the UK economy and larger than the economies of Turkey and Switzerland. So I don't know whether to say kudos or can we get some free lightning cables? Can I get some free lightning cables, Apple, please? Does your, does your lightning cable go bad <laughs> as quickly as mine? Because... I just think it's all, you know, it's by design. Oh yeah, well that's a, yeah that, that that aftermarket. Oh my god, that, that aftermarket is it's like the uh, when you buy a car, you, the service, the service on the car. Oh. That's where you spend your money. It's not the payments; it's the service. And it's all uh, proprietary. You can't, you know, you can get stuff, you can get the off market, but those are gonna go bad as quickly. So, right. just letting yeah. y'all know, first trillion dollar company. Um, EA Sports, man, I know you heard about this, the the whole Kaepernick lyrics, Big Sean uh, in Madden. Um, they they had deleted the Kaepernick reference, uh, uh, edited that out. Uh, according to EAS, they're going to put it in, put it back in on, a, on an update. So they apologized, long statement issued. So, um, you know, that's going to go back to normal. Any thoughts? Ap- apologizing for something you did intentional? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know the explanation they gave, right? They said they didn't know if they had rights to use it, if he had rights to use it, to use Kaepernick's name. That's such bullshit, man. Yeah. That's such bullshit, man. I mean, you know, it's it's so funny, though. What what cracks me up is, and I said this, I think, last week. Mm-hmm. These, these white boys love to talk about competing and athletics and competition. But then when, when they have to really compete, they punk out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this is this is this is crap, man. They they, they were they are afraid. Mm. They are afraid. Kaepernick now is is become the new N word or the new R word, mm. and, and that's the thing that's you know it, it's it's becoming the word that that they it's, it's like the boogeyman now. Yeah. You don't want to say Kaepernick because you Kaepernick is a bad thing. But All they, this man they, said was yeah. Go ahead. Basically, no. yeah. I'm upset the way the police. Are killing unarmed black men. Mm-hmm. This has, has nothing to do with the that. national anthem. You know, that's we, all he said. All he I'm said upset it. over that. I have a hard time singing this national anthem, knowing that the America mm-hmm. is not living up to the promise that it says it did. It does. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think EA, by deleting it, by editing it, by not including it, they caused how many the black big, folks play those games? They caused a bigger problem. They caused a bigger problem. They brought more right. attention to it. So, right. Yeah, Alex Jones or someone would have said something about it. Some little right right wing guy, four hundred pound guy sitting in his in his uh, basement would have said something on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
you know, giving Trump a farter. But no, man, come on. Yeah. See, this is that, you know, that's not even a smart business move when you consider the number of African American males that buy these games religiously and play these games almost like a cult like status. Oh. That's your customer base. Madden 19. Massive. That's your Since customer. Day one. I, yeah. I, I've had female employees to work for me and they would tell me how Madden has destroyed their relationship. Destroyed, one of them said destroyed her sex life because dude was playing the game so much. Yeah, Madden, you know what they call them, like football widows, like Madden widows, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Madden is real and, and it has been for 19 plus years. Yeah, dude. Yeah. All right, a uh, couple of White House things. Um, Omarosa's new book is coming out August 14th. Um, one of the big things, the takeaways from the book that she talked about this week was the fact that she felt uh, 45's mental state was on the decline. She, went, she witnessed it. And, you took um, the damn job, though. Yeah. Come on. You took the job. You, 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 you said, he's crazy, but, you know, hey, I'm going to still work for him. Yeah. Well, it, it's going to be interesting. I think a lot of the information is rehashed. Uh, book comes out August 14th, so expect to see a lot of Omarosa on the uh, on the PR front. Um, Paul Manafort you know, trial. Man, yeah, man, go ahead. Was, I don't mind us making money, but I think sometimes we need to understand when we make the money in doing things like this, how it impacts our brand, who yeah. we are. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't think... Uh, I, I guess, do you call Omarosa like the villain? Because I, I never really got into the whole reality thing. I never watched The Apprentice. I mean, I, I've never watched a full episode. When when it when it started to come on and, and, and I was leaving another show, I'd turn. So I, I've never really followed it other than the fact that when she became employed with the White House, um, I, I dug a little bit deeper. Um, well, that was, that was the role the producers wanted her to play. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was she, 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 she bought into it. Yeah. So when she would go to other reality shows, she did the exact same thing. Yeah. And and that's so in my opinion, I just think that's how people are going to view her forever. You know, it's kind of like right. uh, Cato Caitlin from. Well, we, I'm going way back. I'm dating myself with O.J. He'll all be he'll, he'll always be looked at as a slacker. The guy who slept in <laughs> slept in. Was it O.J. slept in O.J.'s pool house or whatever he was, yeah. you know, yeah, cool. um, Paul Manafort, man. Are you keeping up with the trial? And the man, ostrich you know, jacket. Look like homeboy. Homeboy was on some <laughs> struggle, man. Yeah, it's he was living so large that he was struggling to pay his bills, man. Yeah, it was. It was tough. It, you know, tough. Only in it, a fifteen thousand fifteen thousand dollar ostrich jacket. Huh? It looked like a regular leather jacket, man. If I'm gonna wear ostrich, man. I want the feathers and everything. <laughs> you gonna go Elton John? <laughs> Like, it looked like it could be pleather for all I know. Yeah. You know, and, and why would you have a python leather jacket yeah. when you're already viewed as the bad guy? Yeah, I know. Interesting, man. Well, where do you think it's headed? Um, from what I from what I'm hearing, uh, you know, just in following the trial day to day, not closely, just getting uh, recaps at the end of the day. Uh, it, it, it seems as if um, the defense is painting painting him as really broke, ha not, not necessarily having anything left. It was all a facade. You know, that's the way they're trying to paint it. You know, whereas, you know, of course, uh, Mueller and his team, the, the, the prosecution is trying to say he, you know, he basically uh, had millions at the expense of, uh, 
intelligence, U.S. intelligence, you know. You know, that, that whole broke thing, man, I, I worked in a bank and I've dealt with um, very expensive, very rich people, man. That's all relative, man. And it's yeah. a game. Yeah, it's a game. You know, it's, it's about moving funds around and et cetera, you know, so. You know, right now for me, it's just too early. It's too early in the game to make a, a, a real big comment about where the where the case is heading. I mean, I, so far it just doesn't look good with all the information that um, prosecution has. Yeah, it's an important piece of the puzzle because if uh, if Mueller in, successfully uh, prosecutes uh, Manafort, it opens the doors to some. Well, it, it, it's a it's a it's a chess move. It's it's one piece in the puzzle. And it gets them closer. Right. And okay. I think they feel pretty confident in what they got because um, if they were not as confident, the trial wouldn't be the trial date wouldn't have been set at this time right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, the sessions forty five tweet. Um, what was the intent? Shit's gonna come back to haunt them, man. And that's my point. Why would you do that knowing the situation? I you, you know. know I don't get this that. Guy, I don't get either, but you're fighting obstruction with obstruction. Yes, that's my point. Um, you know, it was he and Rudy should just fire each other. He's the worst <laughs> client, and Rudy's the worst lawyer. I mean, if you're going to commit a crime, if I was Trump, my first crime would be killing Rudy. Um, I mean, literally. I mean, wow. these and, and Chris Christie is sitting in New oh Jersey saying, He's saying, damn, and I couldn't get a job in that White House? <laughs> this shit happening? I mean, I mean, this is why Chris Christie's probably saying, hey, y'all can take pictures of my fat ass on the beach all day long. <laughs> you know? I just didn't get that. I'm like, dude, you, okay, all right. Okay. And then the story keeps changing. No, yes. we didn't have a meeting. Yes, we did have a meeting. Yeah. No, it wasn't obstruction. Yes, it was obstruction, but it's not a crime. Yeah. I mean, look. And now collusion is just, oh, well, it was just collusion. <laughs> so, right. I don't yeah, know. It was I, just I, collusion. No, we, we were not colluding, but now it's just collusion. Yeah. It's only collusion. Okay. Right. Uh, Sam Nunberg, uh, the meltdown guy, um, who used to work for Roger Stone, he feels like Roger Stone's going to be indicted. Uh, he's, oh, damn, skip it, man. Yeah, he's, he's a big... He's a big... What's the guy, Ari, Ari, Ari um, on, on MSNBC? Melbourne. What's his name? Yeah, Ari Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. He um, he mentioned that to Ari on MSNBC that he feels like he's going to be indicted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the cover-up is the crime that somehow this cover-up is, is not coordinated at all. No. you got too many people involved. I was listening to this podcast about the mafia. One of the things about the mafia, the guys who were very successful in the mafia, they kept it very tight Yeah. in terms of the number of people involved on anything. Yeah. This thing is is becoming like a Cecil B. DeMille movie. There's yeah, so many people involved mm. that you cannot manage all this. No. It's going to be a hell of a movie when it's all said and done, if it ever oh, yeah. ends, which it, 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 it has to have an ending somewhere. Um, right. And, um, but you're right. I mean, it, it is out of a movie. And one of the other things I, I did want to mention, you remember, what was the guy, Raycon? Raycon way back in the day, who used to be... Uh, he's the, Roy Khan? Roy, yeah. 
Yeah, he was he was with the McCarthy here, hearings in the fifties. Absolutely, he was kind of a mentor to Forty Five in his early days, um, and eventually he passed away of AIDS. Um, he's in the Angels in America play, uh, and in the movie he's depicted uh, as part of the eighties. But one of the big things is a lot of if you if you take a look at at, at Cone and a lot of his strategy. It's it's basically the forty five playbook. I mean, he's he's using all the things he was taught right now, and and it's point for point. So if you ever really want to know why he does what he does, you could take a look at uh, again Roy Roy Cohn. Uh, he's in Wiki Wikipedia. It talks about the McCarthy days. It talks about uh, the Red Scare, all that, and and even in terms of, in my opinion how they're attacking the press. Uh, because Roy, Roy Cohn also um, was a an advisor to Nixon and an advisor to, um, not Bush two, but I know he was an advisor to Bush one. No, not, not maybe Reagan, but definitely Nixon. But all those went down bad at yeah. the end of the day. I know, yeah. And see, one of the biggest things that was happening now is Mueller and his team the technology and the communications net is so rampant now. Yeah, it's a different level. Back then, those guys could control what was coming out. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is, as, as, I, as I tell people, Mueller and them are using the text and all this communication strategically. Yeah. They're not building a case on the text. They're using the text to supplement or augment what they're doing. Because remember, they have all these... Uh, interviews that they've conducted mm-hmm. and they're following the money trail right now and they're hitting people just like a mob case they're hitting people where it hurts and people are singing yeah they are hitting those high notes like like mariah carey and um and, and whitney houston these people are singing now because they realize this shit is getting real wow interesting all right man uh let's see what else uh, let, let's talk about lebron james and the school a um, couple of things, you know, I want to end on a high note. Um, I thought this was just, you know, phenomenal, man. And, and you know, whatever criticism I've ever given, you know, LeBron about jumping teams, you know, I'll still criticize him on the court, but never for his humanity, man. Um, just a couple of points. And I'm, most people have already read this. It's all over social media. The fact that, you know, it focuses on accelerated learning. Uh, provides job placement assistant for parents, massive uh, on-site food bank, uh, supports students with stress from economic causes, uh, gives every student a bike to escape dangerous parts of town and explore, uh, and it guarantees free college tuition to the University of Akron for all graduates starting in 2021. That's just, what do you say? You know, and, and one of the things, uh, people... We, you know, ran, you and I are in the ATL, but um, even though it hasn't necessarily been, been done on this level in other cities or there, there hasn't been this type of partnership, it, it, it has been mentioned over and over again that students are either successful or they fail based on the environment. Um, the environment plays such a big part in whether or not students either succeed or fail. And that's and, why most education systems are, uh, programs are failing. Yes, because you can't go home with them, you know. Right. 
And and, right. and, and it's, it's a holistic approach. You, one of the things that I, I worked in the nonprofit space that I saw working for these big nonprofits, they don't address those issues. No, they don't. One of the things that one of the things I used to always say, a kid's school is like the town square. Yes. OK, yeah. if you want to help a kid. And you have to help his family. And one of the things you need to do is reinvent the school model. Yes. Meaning that the school should have clinics in there for health things. Mm -hmm. They should have social services in there. Yeah. It's more than just a school. You know, mm -hmm. it is the town center. Because in most neighborhoods, people can tell you where the schools are, mm -hmm. the liquor stores, the churches, and the, uh, and the grocery stores. Yeah. I mean, for, for a lot of kids, you're, it's the most positive impact or should be right. the most positive thing in their lives for a lot right. of kids. Right. And quite honestly, these schools, we should, our kids should be going to school 12 months out the year. Yeah. Wow. Because the school model that we have now is based on the ag agricultural society where the kids have to be out for the summer to, to, to plant and pick stuff. Mm -hmm. We don't have that now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, these kids need to be in school year round, have have breaks appropriately spaced. But more importantly, you got to get the parents engaged. If you don't get the whoever the caretakers, uh, you got to get them engaged. Yeah. You got to support them, too. I agree. But but one of the things, uh, you know, Akron and this I pull this from uh, may have pulled it from The Guardian, uh, a couple of other uh, news outlets. But Akron has a problem in that the at risk kids we're falling so far behind K through 12 population in the classroom. And, and that's why this thing was implemented, uh, this program, I Promise School opened uh, this past Monday. Um, and it, it's targeted, uh, targeting low-income, at-risk students in his hometown. And, um, uh, and again, the pu public school is, is the agent of change. I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, man. And and you see this happen, man, because it's something I've you know, I grew up, uh, of course, you know, my mom was a teacher and and saw, you know, she taught in inner cities. And, and in a lot of cases, you see, you know, when you see your parents or I saw my mom taking, um, you know, all these supplies and beyond supplies, T-shirts, underwear, change of clothing, because right. a lot of these kids, her her impact was the only positive impact that they would get. You know, there's a school. Across the street from the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, it's called Bethune. Okay. Named after Mary McLeod Bethune. Mm -hmm. I did a program there one time when I was working for a nonprofit. I remember the principal told me 45% of the kids in the kindergarten class were homeless. <sighs> That's amazing. 45%. Mm. And I said, define homeless. Again, you know, everyone, she said, these kids do not have a residence. They do not stay at a residence for more than 35 days. <sighs> And so that with that, like, like your mom, these kids are moving from place to place and teachers like your mom literally trying to help fill in the gaps they could. Yeah. Realizing that that may not see that kid again because yeah. that kid is at another school or is gone off the face of the earth, off the off the grid, excuse me, yeah. for a while before heading back to another school. Well, I, I hope that this works and it becomes a model for a lot of the school systems that struggle uh, a lot of the at-risk areas because you know if, if if as you improve these kids lives it makes it easier for them to learn 
or it at least puts them puts them in a position where they can shake off some of the distractions and focus on learning. Um, yeah, you know, one yeah. of the challenges, Tommy, yeah. is that when you and I were in school, we had educators who cared. Yeah. That model has changed now. Now you have educators who are there because that's where they are. Mm. So now you need you need social workers in there. You need political, not political, social scientists in there to help these people. Yeah. And you and you have to get educators who care because right now the education system, your mom had a lot of leeway in the classroom. Mm-hmm. If she saw a kid struggling or a kid doing well, she could she could develop a curriculum to meet that kid's needs. But because of this testing hysteria we have around here, mm-hmm. teachers do not have the the authority to make those decisions anymore. I agree. They have to teach to a curriculum. You know, they have a, 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 a cafeteria selection of items they have to go through. It's like a grocery list. Mm-hmm. And if they don't hit those items, they're penalized. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, success or failure is, is based on the scores, the test scores. Right. Right. And to your point, they're not going home. You know, you know, they're not. These kids have to unpack so much every morning before they even walk into a classroom. Mm. By the time they're in a a mindset to learn, Mm. the day is over. Yeah. 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 All right, man. uh, What you got? How you want to wrap this? No, something you mentioned earlier, man. uh, I'm looking at these White House. Uh, briefings yeah. with, with, with Sarah Huckleby, whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. Um, they've gotten to the point now, man, they're nothing but scripted gripe sessions by the administration. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's what they are. Yeah. And it's just to the point, the grievances, you know, it's to the point where you want to say, why do we have these things anymore? I mean, really, it's in the, in the media, man, it just, it's, it's just, you know, the fact is that I'm to the point is why do you show these rallies? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no there's no news there. No, it's the same shit over and over again. Yeah. Um, you know why don't the, the media just boycott the White House? Man, for a week. You are you and I. <laughs> are you clairvoyant? <laughs> I mean, just I mean, just boycott, man. <laughs> you psychic, bro. And, you know, and these news and these news. Oh my god, you psychic. Because that's exactly what I was going to say. They, they need to have a hashtag together and band and, and, and band up and become a gang and say, yes. like, look, to the pre- write an open letter. I mean, because Sarah Sanders is, you know, I, I would admit she does not need to be harassed. No. Okay. No. Well, as you know what? As, you know what? Let me let I, me say this. I think sometimes she does. I think she needs to understand that she can. You know, it's it's kind of like. Pavlov, you know, the Pavlov's dog. Okay. You got to know that certain actions will create a response. And now she has the media trained, but but go ahead. I'll let you finish. I I think she does have to, she, somebody got to bite. My my thing is, you know, I don't, I don't believe in harassing people. Okay. I really don't, but I don't think that's a great thing to do, Yeah. but she does need to be called out. She yeah. just need to be held accountable. Oh, not not yeah. harass. Oh, oh, you mean like harassing, like when she's on the streets, or or right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I mean within within uh, the press, within the conferences, within the, well, the daily the, briefings. The, I think people have to, you know, uh, push beyond their time limit when 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 people do wrong, and I think all of them yeah. have to stand up. Go ahead, I'll let you go. Go ahead, finish I, up. I, I think I think the, the problem with that is 
the, the lies are so rampant. Mm. You can't fact check them right there so quickly. Yeah. And the way she manages that thing. But I mean, quite honestly, I mean, you know, she needs to be called out. I would boycott those things. I, I mean, would too. I would there's too. There's no news being, and, no. and the fact is these rallies. Yeah. I've never seen a guy who says he's, he works so hard, but he spends so much time out of the office. Yeah. The rallies are simply optics, man. The, the, the rallies right. are no different than I look at the rallies as uh, they're, they're movies. They all, all, all it is, is it, it, it's the opportunity to film footage for the the big his, show. His commercial, his pack, his pack campaign. Yeah, that's pretty much what they what they are. Uh, it, it's it's controlled. I'm pretty sure they probably even control who gets in there. Um, uh, there's no dissent. Uh, there are no protest. Um, the cities, if you take a look at the cities, the, the cities are chosen strategically in terms of where it is, red versus blue. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, it's all that that doesn't the rallies don't matter to me. What you see in the rallies, you know, that's no different than, you know, you having a family reunion and, and calling your family in to, to cheer for you. That's that's what that means to me. Yeah. What else you got? That's all I got. Man. Well, you know, I, you were on the same page. I want to piggyback on that, man. Um, you know, I'm a trained. I mean, I was you know, my my background is journalism um, broadcast and. You know, I, I think right now, Rand, we have to clarify who is a journalist and who is not. OK. Right. And and that's for we really have to clarify because we have so many people who are uh, commentators. They're not necessarily journalists. Um, even when you look at CNN versus Fox versus MSNBC, there are a lot of people who are hosts, but they're not necessarily journalists. And, and, and on the other hand, I do think that you know, I think the journalists today are soft. When you take a look at the people asking the questions, you know, do you think you you've watched politics for a while? You remember Mary? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Helen Thomas. Uh, <laughs> Helen was a beast, dude. Or or Sam Donaldson. You know, you don't you don't have those types of reporters who push back, and 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 I, I do think a lot of these journalists have to make a decision whether or not they want to be celebrities, they want to be liked, or they want to be journalists. You know, sometimes you just got to be hated. You know, you got to you got to do it for the truth and quit worrying about whether or not people like you. You just can't hang, you know, you can, it's cool when, I, I was reading one of the journalist posts and they were talking about days when everybody got along and and it was friendly camaraderie, you know, competitive but it was still friendly camaraderie. You had a lot of camaraderie. That ain't it. Ain't that ain't the day? Today ain't that day. Okay, right. that day is over for now. And and you really have to treat it. In my opinion, you have to treat it like you're on a war zone. You're a wartime reporter. You go in and you report, knowing that they. I mean, not. I'm not going to call him the enemy, but you have to report like you might get shot. So, you, you know, what I mean, because, you know, when when people take a swipe at whether or not you're telling the truth, it's like shooting you every time somebody takes away your truth, which, you know, is true. The facts, then you're getting shot. 
And and I, I just think I just think the reporters are soft. I mean, Helen Thomas, even though she made some mistakes and she made some outrageous comments, you look, she questioned everything. She pushed back. These guys ain't. I mean, you know what? They, they're too soft. And I don't mean that in a, you know, you you it, it doesn't matter your tone. It, it's just about how you stand up and you push back. You got to push back. And, and, you know, even if it does mean you getting thrown out, sometimes you got to get thrown out. But, right. but, but, you know, you can't be friends with, if, if they don't, you know what? I mean, you, you've learned either people are going to like you or, or they're not. And if they don't, and you're doing your job, just do your job. Right. I agree with you. So, you know, first and foremost, man, are you a reporter or you're not? Are you a journalist or you're not? Be a journalist. Right. right. And I think there are too many people who do kind of throw, they throw the word, they throw journalists around loosely. Yeah, most of them, are, to your point, most of them are opinion, an opinion people. Yeah, I mean, we give opinion. I mean, this show is opinion, okay? We do news politics uh, based on our um, our experience, but, you know, a lot of it's opinion. But we also try to back it up with facts. I mean, everything that we say, you know, they're sourced. It's sourced. So, but my point, I'm not going to get in, we don't get into the gossip stuff here. There are a couple of things that we'll throw out there, but we, we say we'll get back to you and let you know. But, but yeah, either you're a journalist or you're not. I'll leave it at that. I do uh, make sure uh, again. Thank you all so much, man, for hanging with us for 100 episodes. If you've been around, uh, you can support us in many different ways. Uh, the big way you can support us is simply to download the show every week, share it That's with right. your peeps. You know, make sure folks get the link. And now if you go on Instagram, we're on GP3 homies on Instagram. Uh, the link on the back takes you. Every, it has all the information from Castropolis to all our uh, all our podcast Um apps where you can where you can connect uh so on instagram you know feel free to go there join us follow us on instagram at gp3 homies gp3 underscore homies uh and you can give uh if monetarily man uh, by you know I'm, I'm gonna come on with should i get like sarah mclaughlin to sing <laughs> i'm gonna have sarah mclaughlin and and some dogs <laughs> some dogs barking in like the like the what do you call it the um SPCS <laughs> commercial. <laughs> yeah. Give, you know, in the eyes of an angel or whatever. Uh, pa- Patreon.com, P A T R E O N.com for $5 a week, for $5 a month. <laughs> That's right. GP3. Save the podcast. Save the podcast. <laughs> GP3 underscore homies, GP3 underscore homies. That's all you got. $5 a week, $5 a month. Come on, Sarah McLaughlin, send me a song. But anyway, hey, man, Rand, uh, kudos to you, man, the fam and all the stuff that you do, man. And and thanks for all the your fam, man. Hey, and thanks for all the great stuff you do, man, all the information you provide. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited about that link for the um, uh, the, the thing that you're going to send for the movie industry here in Georgia. I think that's phenomenal um, that your 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 fam, your, your, your family's doing that. Uh, I think that's massive because there's so much opportunity. And, and you know, we have to have that seat at the table. Or we'll get overlooked, you know. Um, so I'm glad yeah. you're doing that. Glad you're doing that. He did, I mean, he did a phenomenal seminar a couple of weeks ago, uh, but showing people how to get in, use drones. Excellent. In wow. Photography and stuff. But not only, uh, you know, getting people into the, helping people get their drone license, that type of stuff. Big that's time. A, that's a big field that's happening. That is. That, that absolutely is. Okay. Well, hey, man, on that note, uh, all the information on how to connect is coming up with our great voice from the UK. We appreciate her so much. 
um, all our folks, Lady J, uh, uh, Nick, uh, Millennial, uh, SBDG, man, thank you so much for helping us with the show. And with that, right. number uh, 100 is in the can. And we out of here. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap, SB the G, graphics, Lady J. Thanks for listening.